Welcome to another episode of Inside the Drinker Studio. My name is Ralph, and I'm here with Michelle. Hi. And we're here at the Hoppy Monk. We're going to have some scotch with Blake Mireles. Finally! Woo! <laughs> Made it to Hoppy. It's great. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice day out. It's uh, not windy. Yeah, it's not windy. It's not too hot. Um, I am drinking a... Oh, man, the name is escaping me now. Garden State. Garden State. Who it's makes Garden delicious. State? Southern Star. Oh. Southern Stars Garden State. It's pretty good. Okay, cool. And what do you have, Michelle? I have a tree shaker from Odell. Tree shaker. I feel like fruity, hoppy. <laughs> and today yeah. we've got a flight of scotch with Blake. So what yes. do we have in front of us? Um, I, it's kind of a variation of the, the normal regional sampler that we have on our menu. Uh, but I just kind of mixed it up just to make sure we get something from everywhere. Uh, and... The, the biggest region in Scotland with the most scotch is definitely the Highlands. So mm-hmm. I have more varieties from the Highlands. So the first one that we're looking at is Glenfiddich 12. Um, just because it gives a softer side of the Highlands, not necessarily peated, but it still has a nice little good backbone. And then uh, Talisker 10, which Talisker is one of my favorites. It's uh, Western Highlands, so that's going to have a, a really heavy brine, seaweed, nice. smoky feel. Talisker 10 is the reason why we got Talisker. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you are the reason, not Talisker. You're there the you reason why we got Talisker. I, I love See, my old fashions with yeah. Talisker. Yep. And then uh, the next one is La Goblin uh, 16. Ooh. Uh, another one of my favorites. That's beautiful. Um, it brings a really good baseline for what Islays are supposed to taste like. Nice. Uh, I was either that or Lafroig, but I figured Le Gavelin was a little bit mm. more of a step up. And then uh, Springbank 10, which is going to give us a little bit from Campbelltown. Okay. A uh, nice soft feel. And then the last one is going to be the Balvany 14, which is the Caribbean cask. Oh, just nice. Just so we can taste something a little bit different than the others. Yeah. Totally. Very interesting. We got a lot of people looking at us. I know everybody <laughs> I like, turned around. And said, oh, okay. Everybody yeah. inside is like, huh? Oh, what's going on? Yeah, people come and take a picture of us. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Well, we got to start with it. With with first things first. Who is Blake? Some guy. <laughs> what does Blake do? Um, I'm a manager here at Hobby Monk, mm-hmm. and uh, basically, I take care of the scotch. <laughs> Scotch, Very cigars, nice. whiskey, uh, wine. I work together with our other manager and basically do all the ordering and kind of filter what we carry here. And of course, work with the owners one on one to make sure that uh, what we carry stays independent, family owned, all right. the fun stuff. All right, all right. Cool. So you're the reason for the cigars. I'm the reason for the cigars. Very cool. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. cool. I still have your little cigar box at home. Oh, really? Actually, yes. Did it work? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Did it work? It's very <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she had some good cigars. She needed a humidor for it. Exactly. <laughs> it was necessary. It's still there. Perfect. So I guess it's working. Hey, that's, that's I haven't the good smoked part. a cigar in a while. Really? Yeah. No, I'm too busy. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Usually I kind of sprinkle it in when I'm studying mm-hmm. or so other than cigars and whiskey and things like that mm-hmm. what else do you do what do you um, do for fun <laughs> aside going to uh, mm, i'm sorry he goes he, he roots for the cowboys i do root for <clears throat> the cowboys mm. I, <laughs> I, 
born and raised. Kind of hesitated on having you here. But it's it's a little bit different for my family because my family, I like, I grew up in the '90s watching my grandparents watch like the Cowboys, right. you know, like Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith. See, those were the good players. Yeah, that was, was when they were good. When now there's no mm, other things happening, you know. <laughs> But okay. I, I mean, I enjoy football in general. That's that's a good fun thing. But football's not happening right now, so it's a lot of school. Fun when there's no football. Other school, just school. School, yeah. And what are you doing in school? What are you studying? I'm pre-med right now, so biomedical sciences oh, with a minor in engineering. So oh it's, man! Wow. It's fun. Nerd. <laughs> that yeah, is a little hardcore. bit. <laughs> that's hardcore. So med school, are you gonna be like a doctor? I'm trying to be, someday. Ooh. Um, Perspectively, if I graduate when I want to, yeah, I'll give it about three years. Specialty, what, what are you? I want to go into neuroscience. Nice, that would That's be awesome. the fun part. Super nerd. Yeah. Super, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So he's gonna be McDreamy of El Paso. I guess so. I'm gonna try. I just <laughs> have to grow out my hair a little bit. <laughs> I already have the wavy thing going on. Now. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. So should we? Shall we? Shall we try something? Shall we try something so now? What, what, are um, have? what so do you recommend? If you're lo- looking at your tray, yep. the bottom right, in the, from the first two, the right, that is the Glenfiddich 12. Okay. So I would say to start off there because that's going to be a really good and, opening scotch. And this is not the IPA one? No. Okay. Um, the IPA... You said Glenfiddich. Glenfiddich. Okay. So it does end with the CH, but, you know, it is pronounced... K. Um, the IPA cask is an experimental series from them that mm-hmm. they're going to be putting out every year. And that's something that pretty much a lot of distilleries are going to do in Scotland. But they were just kind of one of the first ones to do it. That's very cool. That smells beautiful. Yeah, it smells amazing. I love that. Glenfiddich has this characteristic that once you open it up, it's, you get all the, the caramel. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing about Scotch, too, mm. is that because they they have to use Coffee. barrels that were used for something else it always brings something different depending on what you have but the thing that i liked about glenfiddich is that it's so mellow that you can put it in almost any whiskey cocktail okay. and it'll work for you oh yeah that's good that is very good because for scotch you don't need to have the new barrels right it can be the used ones so. yeah you and it's actually mandatory that you have mm-hmm. used ones um in, in for like American bourbon and American whiskey, of course, you can use almost anything, but... Wow. <coughs> I haven't had a Glenfiddich in a while. <laughs> I haven't had scotch since our very first scotch ice. Yeah. Ooh, scotch, scotch, that is scotch. good, good stuff. Yeah, Glenfiddich is, is definitely one of my favorites. Mm. Yeah, I'm very excited for this, because on that other episode, we had Zach on there, yeah. and I heard of these more, like... I guess coastal scotches where you can really taste like the I guess the saltiness, the brininess. Oh yeah, that's that would be Talisker, an island. Definitely. Yeah, so I'm looking um, forward to that. So when you're looking at the Highlands region, the Highlands region is more west on the like the western side of Scotland. Okay. Then that coastal region, you have scotches that kind of play with that boundary. So Talisker really plays with that boundary, which is actually the next one. But that really plays with that boundary because you t- it tastes like an Islay whiskey. Okay. I mean, it tastes mm-hmm. like a lot of smoke, but you get this really good brine seaweed backbone that carries it through to the rest. And the reason being is because their storage warehouses are actually below sea level. Oh, wow. 
so mm-hmm. they have these windows on them that, that they're very very thin but when they're storing the barrels all of that is blowing in and it's really really awesome to see that sounds cool Science it's kind of chalky chalky the glenfiddich mm-hmm. kind of towards the end i can see yeah. that Towards yeah. the end, I mean, and just grab a chalk and lick it, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I also... It also has to do with the moss. Yeah. Yeah, I like the a little bit more peatiness on the... And I like when it's super briny. Yeah. That's when, you know, so it was just... So you're a person. Yeah. This is a... I mean, this is a good way to well, get into scotch. Well, and it's right. a good one, too. Um, yeah, this is a good starter. There's a lot of scotches out there that are kind of coming out more the, the blended style or the experimental ones that are good intros like the Glenfiddich or you know like the experimental cask that's really good to get Ooh. started and you'll see at the end with the Balvany it's going to have a really sweet backbone because of that rum barrel aged that's really Sorry. nice <laughs> that's very nice I'm like I see my burgers there you, know? you want it's your burgers like, Michelle I don't know do you want your empanadas I will well, you can you can munch on your stuff. While you ask the question. While I ask questions. Because <laughs> I, I ate a little bit before, so. So he's yeah, not well, gonna fall over. Yeah, well, I didn't over. eat that much today. I'm I'm like, Juan is out of town, and when he's out of town, I really don't <laughs> worry about the cooking that much. So it's Ooh, one's fault. It has a little egg. A cool little. Yeah, a little quail egg. egg. Is that a quail mm-hmm. egg? It's a little quail egg. Yeah. So you, Michelle's got Oof. the mini monks. Yeah, I do. I'm gonna take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that kind of person. Instead of eating, I start taking pictures of my right. food. All right, let's get into our, I guess, our most asked question. Uh, what historical figure would you like to have a drink with? What would you drink with them and why? Huh. So we've had huh. answers all over the place. Jesus a couple times. Hitler a couple times. Really? Really. Uh, we're running the gamut here. Spicer. Uh. Um, I mean, this could be ah. a family member. Uh, is, you know, not this really. necessarily have to be a historical <laughs> figure. Um, yeah. It could be like a, a great grandfather you didn't have a chance to meet. Um, honestly, I would probably have to say probably Abraham Lincoln. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I've taken, you know, like every kid in college, you take a couple of history classes. Yeah. But I did have the opportunity to take a couple of graduate level classes. And I mean, I, I went into detail on, on his life and I did a couple of reports and, a, you know, some background research. And mm-hmm. I think it would be amazing to just sit with him for like an hour, yeah. 20 minutes, whatever, and listen to how he <laughs> did what he did. Right. Do you think he'll be ashamed of the Republican Party? Probably. I <laughs> think so. <laughs> I think he would be ashamed at almost everything. <laughs> I did. Yeah. 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 At how much he did and then to see where it's still at yeah. now, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Probably rolling, rolling in his grave. So yeah. what would you drink with, with Abraham Lincoln? Um, I would I would probably drink scotch. Nice. Uh, I know he liked beer. I know he liked whiskey. Yeah, I mean, it's never detailed on what he liked as far as whiskey and stuff, but I would imagine he liked some of the nicer things, probably a cognac or something like that, you know? Yeah, he ran his own bar, right? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Four score and two taliskers ago. <laughs> More than two. Well, being nice. Abraham. He was a family man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did yeah. live in Springfield for a while, actually. Right. Yeah. Wow. The museum's pretty cool. Learned a lot about Lincoln. He's like the town hero. Oh, uh, yeah, a little bit. 
<laughs> it's like the town hero. Also a country hero, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's oh, ask yeah. another question. Go for it. Uh, what is your motto? What what words do you live by? Um, hmm. I would, well, <laughs> it's actually from an ad campaign a long time ago. Okay. Um, when I was a little kid, I played I played soccer. My parents had me really invested going back and forth between soccer and, and football. And there was an ad campaign for Adidas. And my favorite player was David Beckham. So Oh, hell yeah. He, yeah, I love David Beckham. And he was with Manchester at the mm-hmm. time. I love Manchester. And he came out and it said impossible is nothing. Mm-hmm. And that just stuck with me. So it was a lot of... You know, a lot of ups and downs, like um, I'm 25, but I'm barely kind of finishing off school. There's been a lot that's happened between then and now, but, you know, constantly sticking to that is is almost like a driving force. So I would have to say that, you know. And I have that tattoo, so I guess I would definitely have to say that. Oh, nice. Wait, you have David Beckham? Maybe. (laughs) No, I have uh, impossible is nothing. Okay, yeah. cool. But I would definitely have to say that was just would making be sure impossible yeah. is nothing. Okay. A driving force. Yeah, everybody I think likes David that. Beckham. Yeah, it's pretty cool, dude. I got some David Beckham underwear for Juan at H and M. Okay, so that's awesome. Didn't so work. What is he it? didn't look like David Beckham. What but, makes it? You know? Like just the, the, the <laughs> style of the cut of the underwear makes it David Beckham. I don't know. It was just David Beckham like, for H and M, and I face I got Juan a shirt See, and some underwear. Did you know? Fucking false advertising, man. Okay, okay. But I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think that'll hold up in court. Just, you know, turn I into one Becca. Yeah, <laughs> one David. Without the uh, the accent and without the tattoos and yeah, yeah. And but the incredible soccer talent. Exactly, <laughs> and, and the money. You know, and the, and the Victoria a lot of the Beckham because I do not look like her at all. <laughs> well, I mean, you're an gosh. Anglophile like her, I guess. Yeah, I am an Anglophile. That's part of why I like him. So. All right. Okay, move on. Next question. <laughs> Next question. What is your guilty pleasure, Blake? A guilty pleasure. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Trash guilty TV. Ple- uh, no, I really don't. Yeah, I'm not... Like, my, my girlfriend loves to watch, you know, reality TV. She loves to watch The Bachelor, and I'm really thankful that we have, like, three TVs because it's like, I'm going to go to the other room now, <laughs> and I'm good. But, I think I like um, your girlfriend already, <laughs> even though I haven't been watching Bachelor. Well, she stays consistent on it. Um, but my guilty pleasure, I guess, every now and then, I get pretty deep in playing FIFA. Oh, okay. You know, okay. but I, I, I don't know if that's a guilty pleasure. I think that's just... Just a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so no guilty pleasure. I, you, I mean, you not that I know of. I don't, <laughs> I'm sure there's one at some point. But. <laughs> so do you have any, like, extravagances? Like, anything you're just willing to, like, to spend money on? Scotch. There you go. <laughs> cigars? Uh, cigars. I've spent a lot of money on scotch and cigars. Um... Music instruments, musical okay. instruments. Very nice, um, yeah. yeah, those would be the big three. And jerseys. 
I like having jerseys because I have them in shadow boxes and I'll frame oh, them. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. So what cigar would you say that you're, I guess, you've enjoyed smoking mm. the most? What would you recommend someone just go out there and get right now? That's See, that's tough because I'm kind of torn between what we carry and be like, hey, you should get this. Do that. Do both. Um, yeah. Honestly, I mean, if you're going to, it depends if you're barely starting off. Like, if you're barely starting off, it's very tough to just go out and get a cigar. Um, I would definitely try and start off with something like a like a Connecticut wrapper or a Cameroon wrapper, so that way you get more of like a latte toffee taste. Okay. Um, without killing your throat. So like, well, actually, one that we have is the uh, Oliva Serie G, and it's a box press torpedo, but it it's it's got a really light wrapper, and the price point is super low. So it's you know you can find it at pretty much any tobacco retailer. And it's just going to be a really good intro starter cigar that's going to pair with pretty much anything you're going to have. Okay. Um, if you haven't had it, one thing to definitely have would be um, the Liga Pravada Number no. Nine. Liga Pravada Number no. Nine is from Drew Estate, and it's widely regarded as one of the best Maduro cigars in the world. Wow. Um, with the exception of you know pushing the boundary of like forty, fifty dollar cigars, but this one's still in the you know. 11 12 dollar range and you're still having a good time wow, with it that's not bad it's super good um okay. so i mean if, if you get a chance to taste it it's definitely worth it i said i haven't had a cigar in a while so. <laughs> i haven't either <laughs> um yeah. that one pairs really well with fruity drinks actually or like cherry okay i'm being ridiculous right now and i just pulled out the selfie stick, selfie yeah, stick. That's a selfie stick. <laughs> before then we get out you know light is kind of it's going away it's going away it is and the light outside isn't so good right now. No, I know, I know, but I gotta do it now. Okay. So, uh, I'm gonna ask a second question. If you were to die, uh -huh. what beer, wine, or spirit would you like to come back as? What would be my spirit? Yeah, like if you come back after you die and you have you have to choose between wine, a spirit, or a beer, Ooh, which one would it be? I love wine. That's a, maybe that's a guilty pleasure, is that I've spent more on wine than I have on whiskey and cigars. Yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. I would come back as, like, a super harsh whiskey. <laughs> Why a super harsh whiskey? Because I feel like that would be me in everyday <laughs> life. <laughs> well, I mean... A harsh whiskey. <laughs> Like a hundred and fifty proof. Oh wow! Whiskey. Do you consider yourself a harsh person? I don't know. I mean, that's what I've been told, so I just go with it. Mm. Okay. 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 You've been friendly so far. Well, I've yeah, had scotch. I don't think I've, <laughs> I don't think I've seen any any like harsh side of you. No, I'm just. I. It'll come out. I don't know. It'll come out. Eventually, I guess. <laughs> I You'll be like, oh, there he is. Okay. I mean, he, I mean, look at those arms. Do I really want that harsh come out? <laughs> Just bam. Just bam. Yep. All right. All right. All right. So should we try to try this Talisker? Is that what's next? That's what's next. Okay. That's in the front, on the left. Um, so. Oh yeah. So like I said with Talisker, it's gonna have like a really deep seated like peated feel mm -hmm. but it's still going to have that seaweed brine salty backbone 
which gives it a really different taste than normal Islay's. Okay. This um, is why I like it. A lot of people compare Talisker and, and Islay whiskeys in general uh, and Western Highland whiskeys to like drinking a campfire, <laughs> which I guess I can understand. Um, this one in particular, everybody says it's like like a bonfire on the beach. I'm like, okay. And one thing that I really like is when you're drinking scotch, you can kind of picture yourself in the different areas of Scotland. So in this case, you can kind of picture yourself on the coast having that in a chair. Oh, yeah. Like Ron Swanson style, you know? That sounds like heaven right there. Yeah. Scotchy, scotchy, nice. scotch. <laughs> mm. And oh, yeah. No. <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> yeah, it smells great. The taste is great. Like the it's like taste. mama's home. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty damn good. So the Talisker 10? Talisker 10. Uh, so the thing about it being so young is it still has that whiskey bite. Yeah. That's Ooh. why you got that burn down the throat. Nice. Um, of course, the, the higher up you go in age, the more yeah. smooth it's going to be and... But you're still going to get that peated heaviness. Um, Talisker also comes out with one called The Storm. And that one, the price point isn't that high, but but they do have it at a select amount of places. But that one's definitely worth it. The Storm is, it's like that on steroids as far as tasting the ocean almost. Oh, wow. With whiskey. <laughs> That's why I like that, because you yeah. taste the ocean. I like that briny, salty taste. It feels like, like with... With the mountains in front of me, I can almost <laughs> imagine myself just like looking over the edge of the coast, you know, Finisterre kind of thing, and just yeah, definitely just loving it. Wouldn't you want to be Rose on Titanic? Are <laughs> you just flying? Uh, no, I'm I sure you could get a lot of salty in your face doing that. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Come on, it's and then like I think it has Leonardo DiCaprio. Just a little bit. <laughs> hey, but she survives. So. <laughs> exactly. She survives, and then she tosses this amazing jewel. Into the ocean. Yes, yeah, yeah, that wasn't stupid good. stupid girl. <laughs> She's telling the story to this dude who's obviously interested in getting that jewel, and she just like, Oops. You could buy a lot of scotch. Yeah, that a lot jewel. of scotch, lots of cigars, man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, so speaking of buying a lot of things, uh, so let's say you had a million dollars tax-free. Mm. How are you spending that? How are you investing that? Ooh. Well... I would pay for school. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Um, school is cool. Yeah, medical school is a little expensive, so <laughs> I would pay for that. Um, then I would. I don't. I don't have debt right now, so I would probably invest it in. Honestly, I would invest it in vineyards and distilleries that are already set. Nice. Um, but I would just. I don't know. I would kind of want to see where it goes and open up. You know, tap rooms for these places and tasting rooms and yeah. see how it goes like i i went to mexico city a couple of months ago and i i got a chance to go to a couple of uh, mezcalerias nice. and these places are awesome but all it took was like one or two people to say hey i like this let's open up a little tap room for you or let's open up a little tasting room for you and mm-hmm. you know i think that's really cool because there's a lot of unknown vineyards and whiskeys out there that oh yeah you know that just need Mexico has boost. a great product. Yeah. Mexico is a great country, so yes. they do have a lot of good stuff coming out of there. I just wish they were a little bit more. How could I say it? I don't know. Just, <laughs> you know, it, 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 they have amazing wine, and I and I had a, a really good 
Mexican wine at the bar. Unfortunately, there was some misrepresentation from the distributor that I don't carry it anymore. Mm. But you know, they, they make really good things. They do. I just think I, I just wish they had more attention. They had they would like be business more savvy out there. Or like marketing? Like what you more like well, I mean, yeah, marketing number one. Um, and so they could just be out there and, and get more recognition because they make really, really good things. I mean, Mexico has yeah. so much good stuff going on. We have forests. We have we have pretty much everything. Like, it's diverse as fuck. And I don't think it's getting that much popularity. Like, tequila, of course. Yeah. You know, mezcal is getting out there. Sotol, I wish there were more sotol oh. here. Yeah, we, we have Hacienda and it's I don't, so... I'm not crazy about Hacienda. Well, the... the the Rustico is the one that I really yeah. like. Okay. And then I had the opportunity to try a couple down there, and mm-hmm. they were amazing. Of course, they're not available here, but... There's one that is available. So Have you had Sotol Por Siempre? Mm, I want to say yes, because it sounds really familiar. That was a heart. But it may have been Drunk Blake. Oh, Drunk Blake. <laughs> well, you need to go to the bar. I have that stuff. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we need to carry more, because they were like next door to Juarez where yeah. you can get it easily it's and very it's true. just not here so yeah. um, and I when I was over there I also had the opportunity to try uh, aside from all the, the Mexican wines which are very good yeah um, a lot of really good rums which I wasn't expecting um, everybody wants to try the Cuban rums which right. is fine and mm-hmm. you know I did and it's it's cool I brought back a couple bottles but it's a lot of the like the Dominican rums and the Honduran rums and the Puerto Rican rums that you can't get here that were so good. They're mm-hmm. just amazing, and that's that's a big big thing too. Cool. We get, we haven't done a rum episode. Like we need. Yeah, to do we've it. never done a rum episode. Rum is fun. Hmm. Rum is fun. We need an expert. Or just a bunch of people who want to get drunk. Yeah, let me yeah, know on that one. Like, I don't yeah, think we'll be all just get drunk It would be hard to get somebody that likes to get drunk. So. There's uh, there's one that I have called Diplomatico, but it's like a 23-year-old. Oh, and it's wow. like drinking chocolate. It's Ooh. amazing. Nice. So good. Your, your, what is it? You have Navy rum or something? Oh, I have a, uh, yeah, at home. I have a Smith & Cross Navy mm. strength. That yeah, was pretty. I wish you could get that, that here. Delicious. Anything Navy strength is usually... Oh, yeah. Rocket fuel. Oh, yeah. It is. We'll get you there. That's the it good is. stuff. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to turn it around. And what is your pet peeve? Pet peeve. Um, this is ah. Like specifically with spirits or in general? In general. In general. Uh, people who don't put the toilet paper rolling from <laughs> yeah. the top. I hate that. <laughs> and... You know, you not know. <laughs> not to call out my girlfriend, but she does that, and oh. so I always rush oh. to finish the toilet paper roll so I can put it the right way. <laughs> and I went into detail on this. You know, I looked up the patent. I looked up. Yeah. I you yeah. know, and it's from the top. That's the proper way to do it. Mm. Yes. Mm. And so I'm like, what the hell, it's man? It's easier to pull. <laughs> it is. It's so good. You know what? I've been to like different places, and yeah. they have it like that, and no. I just turn it. I turn it. I don't fucking yeah. care. Like I turn it. I'm like, this is not right. I cannot wipe it's, if it's, it's not. It's funny, but I just. <laughs> it's one of those little things where it's I'm like OCD. <laughs> it sucks. Some people. Speaking of this, speaking of this, some people don't even know how to replace the roll. Like they don't understand <laughs> that that tube will collapse, and then you just insert it in. And then oh yeah. Like I have yeah. just I've gone to places where like the toilet paper is just on the like the counter and it's like uh That's just them being lazy. <laughs> yeah, that's just That's just people being lazy as fuck, dude. That bothers me. 
Well, it bothers <laughs> me too. I, I mean, I get to that point and I'm that OCD. I'm not, I don't only turn it around <laughs> if it's like facing the wrong side. I also switch it. I'm like, fucking yeah. lazy ass motherfucker. I, didn't fucking <laughs> I go it. in there. I go like, in I there. I know you're getting minimum See, wage, this, this but is come what on. Scotch does. Scotch does this. One ply also terrible, right? Oh, oh I fucking yeah. hate that. What's the point of one ply? I'd, I'd rather well, not just, eat just, just, just. <laughs> not be able to rub my butt with Go the complain to, to that uh, <laughs> Scott company. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. yeah. That one, that, that makes it one ply. How much money are you saving with that? Come on, people. Or the ones that just, they sell individually at the dollar store and they're wrapped. Say what? Yeah, there's the toilet paper that is like individually wrapped. And oh, that's a shitty oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. That's like the <laughs> stuff that you get at like the dollar store <laughs> yes. in the back. Like they don't in even the put back, that in like the front. Like emergency. Like <laughs> yeah. oh shit, I ran out of toilet paper. You have so to I'm ask for that. One. You know, <laughs> where's the shitty toilet paper? <laughs> like the thirty cents a roll toilet paper. That's bad. Mm-hmm. You just give okay. that to you as your receipt paper. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's not a bad idea. Should try that here. Yeah, right? We go through so much oh, fucking yeah. receipt paper. It's like, just turn it into toilet paper. All right, Blake. So have you gone on a lot oh, of trips? Geez. You've gone... It's, it seems like you've gone um, to, like, Cuba and stuff. Cuba, I, I haven't. We actually okay. were planning it the other day um, to try and make it out there soon. Uh, I, I did have the opportunity to go with my dad to quite a few places when I was younger. He, he used to purchase um, material to make boots for Lucchese. Okay. Wow. So he was based on El Paso, but you know he used to go to Australia, Singapore, Thailand, Ooh. Scotland. You know, and I would go with him because you know I was young, and he'd be like, "Hey, I have travel points. You want to go?" I'm like, "Of course." <laughs> um, and that's actually originally where I kind of got into Scotch, is because one of those trips he took me to the UK, and you know we flew into London, and legal drinking age over there is. I'll just say it's young. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if you're with a parent or guardian, you can drink. Mm-hmm. You can be like six and be drinking. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. I was 12. And, <laughs> you know, my dad actually doesn't drink at all. But he asked if I wanted to try some stuff. And I did. You're wow. like, fuck yeah. I, That's awesome. Believe it or not, you know, I didn't like beer. I had I had a true Guinness. I didn't like it. Um, I had, what else? I had a couple of ESBs that I can remember. Mm. But I tried whiskey and I loved it. You know, Irish whiskey, scotch, and it was just amazing to me how different everything was. And I'm like, wow, this is so incredible. And then we, so we went from London, then we went to Wales, and then we went to Scotland and Ireland. Oh my God, it you was, went to Scotland it was and amazing. Ireland? Um, we got to go to the Macallan Distillery. Wow. And we got to go to, how was wow. it? So you started young. Mortlock, yes. Wow. Yeah, I was 12 when we went. Whoa. Um, okay. And then, you know, we went sightseeing. You know, you see the, the William Wallace Monument. You see Stirling Castle and all that. But, it, like, those are the ones that stood out to me, especially McAllen. And I didn't bring out McAllen today because um, everybody tells me I talk about it too much. Because <laughs> that's my favorite of all time. I, I just love it there. You know, the, the people at the distillery were so incredibly nice. The McAllen estate is incredible. Um, but... Like that that's kind of what jolted the scotch thing. Or early alcoholism, however you <laughs> yeah. wanna look at it. <laughs> I guess so. I mean you bring a twelve year old like that. Yeah. Yeah. AA right there. So yeah. which year, what McAllen do you like the best? Ooh, uh fifteen. Fifteen and seventeen fine oak are really good to me because yeah. they're they're sweeter. Okay. And they ha- they're a really good after dinner scotch and I like having that with uh, like a Jericho Hill cigar. 
or that Liga Provada number nine, um, because it it brings out something in each in the whiskey yeah. and it brings out right. something in the cigar. Um, so yeah, at home I had um, all of them through twenty five. Wow. So I've had the opportunity to try wow. the 30, the 50, and the 62, but Holy shit. the 62 is incredible. It's like drinking syrup. How it's much is amazing. that, though? That is currently in the Lalique de Canner for, I think, 182000 Oh! Woo. But there's only six currently on the market. Wow. Yeah. And every every decanter it's in is yeah. different. Oh, yeah. I but mean, they're amazing. Just they're just... Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's <laughs> incredible. Uh, but I love it so much. Oh, of course it's you It's so good. It's <laughs> <laughs> so delicious. Um, the 50 is really, really good, too. The 50 is super tasty. I That's one of the ones I tried over there, actually. And mm-hmm. that was like a good... I think it was like 2500 a pour, three grand a pour. Holy for shit. One oh, seriously? Yeah. You're going to pee it right out, and it's $3,000. Well, Save I only that had pee. that one. I mean, <laughs> um, but they, I'm sure it was worth it. Oh, definitely worth it. Oh, my God. They have, and actually, believe it or not, in Mexico City, they had more McAllen's than they do here. Oh, yeah. So I had gone to a bar in Condesa called The Cave, uh-huh. and they had McAllen Gold, Amber, Ruby. Then they had all the, the year expressions, and I was just like, Holy what shit. the hell, man? <laughs> I can't even get those here. Mm-hmm. But it was super good. Super tasty. Mm. So you're 25. It seems like you've had a lot of life experiences. Yeah. A little bit. But what is in your bucket <laughs> list? What do you have to do before you oh. die? The $3,000 McAllen. <laughs> no, you did that. I would the, love the, to buy the whole the bottle, Lalique. though. The Lalique to Kenner. I would love to buy one of those. But um, I, I mean, I want... Honestly, I've always had an affinity for, like, like extreme sports stuff. You know, I want to climb Kilimanjaro. I want to climb Everest. I want to, yeah, I want to do that stuff. Wow. I think it's fun, you know. I think it would be really exciting. Like, I, I want to see the Pyramids of Giza. I've never seen those. Yeah. That's cool. I think that would be incredible. And uh, I want to be Great Wall of China. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's um yeah I mean that's normal stuff you know <laughs> normal stuff and then like you know climbing a mountain with like yeah. Sir Richard Branson or something yeah <laughs> see that sounds it just sounds see? funny see I don't know why I thought about it like yep mm-hmm. you'd be the guy doing the Virgin flight to the moon or something Ooh. see that sounds awesome or there Mars or whatever they're fucking I don't know how I feel about it though because I want to come back hopefully <laughs> and I want to make sure those things can come back. But <laughs> Go up there with that really expensive. Are you stash. sure? Yeah. So I'll what be if good. Jennifer Lawrence is in the ship with you well, and then and you see, can't come back? My, my girlfriend wouldn't be happy about that, but <laughs> I would be. Oh, <laughs> see, I got you. Let's see, yeah, good point. All right. All right. Well, so what's what's next for us to try here on our flight? Uh, let me yeah, check the because I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a dent here. We've been asking a lot of questions for Blake, but we haven't even really talked about Hoppy Monk. Oh yeah. Let's true. talk about Hoppy Monk. Fun. We've been trying to get them on our podcast for a while. <laughs> so I mean, this is like hard to yeah. do. <laughs> it's a cornerstone here in El Paso. Like this is like. It's like the mothership of craft beer. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I know that I've mentioned this in a couple of podcasts and. You know, but we never had the, the opportunity to, to actually ask, the people themselves. ask and represent. <laughs> so, tell us about Hoppy Monk. Um, 
Okay, Hoppy, believe it or not, it started off because our, our two owners kind of, they, I'm, if anybody's seen The Big Short, you know, the Nev, you're familiar with yep. the housing crisis of 2008, 2009. Yes. They, they were well-educated, and our owners just kind of fell into a hard place. Yeah. And they wanted a, they both lived here in El Paso, both natives, and they wanted a specific beer, and they couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. And they went to a bunch of bars, and they couldn't get it. And they were like, well, screw it. Like, let's just make a bar where you can get it. Mm-hmm. And that's basically how this happened in Yeah, it's like, let's do it ourselves. We can't get it here. I'll make yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they, I mean, I admire both of them quite a bit because both of them have been so, so incredibly stubborn to not word it. The Very best way, stubborn. but they're they just have pushed the limits on what is available in El Paso, nice. what's not available, um, what boundaries there are between bars and breweries right. and distilleries and vineyards, and they mm-hmm. have just gone way past that, and I, I have to admire them. And I yeah. didn't come in until 2012, 2013. Um, but when I came in, everything was kind of already rolling, and they were looking to expand to San Antonio. Nice. Right. So by then, it was tough because that's where most of the, the craft brewery buyouts started to happen. Yeah. So it, it hit us pretty hard because there's a lot of breweries that we love to carry. Mm-hmm. and But we, we had to stay very black and white because if you start going into that little gray area... It's yeah. so tough to stay true. You'll just be all great. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's hard because there's a lot of super good beers yeah. out yeah. there. And we had, like, really good relationships with these brewery representatives and the heads of these breweries. Yeah. And, you know, they would personally call us and be like, you know what, I'm really sorry that this happened. And, you know, but, you know, it's business. And it, it is. Yeah. yeah. Business is business. It is. It is. And most of us at home, you know, in our personal cellars and refrigerators we have all those beers but here it's it's a different story yeah. and we respect it and we move forward and it's a yeah. tough thing to do I, I know yeah, as, it, it as, takes as, yeah it takes it determination takes... and especially as a business owner i know that i i have to have those yeah. macro breweries and things in my bar but if you guys you know have the balls to do it, it i happen, really I mean, respect uh, that especially well, that, in el paso that's the hard part in El Paso, it's, it's tough, so tough crowd to to yeah. It's to so break. focused on. They on know the what domestic. they like. They yeah. know what they oh, well. They think they know what they like, and they're very stubborn about it. And they're very, <laughs> they're not open to change as easily as any other you know city, yeah, a big definitely. urban jungle. I mean, it, El Paso, you know? up until about two years ago, was the number two Budweiser consumer in mm-hmm. America. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. insane to well, me. Well, not just that. I mean, Buchanan sells like a fucking... Oh, yeah. Bucanas. Bucanas. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I know. I know. And I respect that a lot from, you know, I respect Joey for having the balls and Beto yeah. for just, like, you know, fighting for it. You yeah, know, it was definitely. For anything, like little tiny things, you know, from, from letting go of, you know, some very popular, very amazing breweries just because oh, yeah. they sold out a couple of you know a percentage and it's been as little as you know, 5% yeah as little as that and I know that Joey does his homework yeah and he sits there and he will research for hours and mm-hmm. send us stuff and so we're getting emails at like 2 or 3 in the morning like oh hey I found this look into it yep. double check me make sure I'm right 
or we'll get it on distilleries or we'll get it on believe it or not all our cigars are down to that point where all our cigars are have to be independent family owned and that took me like a good four months to make sure because a lot of these are owned by shell companies and yeah. those shell companies oh, have man. like six other subsidiaries right. and those subsidiaries are private equity and then angel investors and then venture capitalists and it's just it's everywhere yeah mm-hmm. that's really interesting man it that's, is really interesting and i want to i want to clarify because i know that um they get a lot of shit too they get like they get burned for it and i just want to clarify and help me clarify that why are you doing it we you do know? it because we're the little guy yeah what is like, what is the we're the little guy you know black orchid's the little guy mm-hmm. um you look at craft and social craft and social is the little guy all of us are trying to do something that hasn't been done before in this specific area oh, yeah. we're trying to push a product that hasn't been pushed in this area for mm-hmm. 50 years yeah. and this is yes it's something you like i remember walking to a party when i was 16 17 and somebody would have like blue moon and i would be like whoa Well, yeah. He's got craft beer right there. Like, I respect cool. this person. You know, and not to duck on Blue Moon because every once in a while I'll have a Blue Moon. We like, all do. I don't care. But, it, like, when you're here, it, it's just a whole other monster because yeah. you we have, we've had those breweries come in and tell us, like, we really respect what you're doing because we live in California. We live in Delaware. We live in um, North Carolina. We live in Austin. And there are places that don't do this at all. Mm-hmm. So we respect what you're doing. Yeah. And that's why we're doing it. Because we want the little craft brewery that nobody knows in the middle of Hill Country, Texas, or the little craft brewery that nobody knows in the middle of Salt Lake, Utah, to be supported. Nice. Mm-hmm. And who's going to support them right. if they're not able to push their product? So we go and find them. We get the TABC repro- approval. We pull them here. We argue with distributors all the time, <laughs> which is the fun part. I know what it feels. And it's funny because one of my best friends is, you know, general manager of one of the distributors. And I, oh, my God, it's so hilarious working with him because, <laughs> you know, I'll be here and I'll be doing work with him. And it's like we're very professional. And then, like, a day later, we're out hammered and we're like, hey, screw you, man. Like, you know. <laughs> But it's fun. You know, you have a good time. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's good to have somebody doing that. Like, yeah. I mean, hopefully there, there, there's other places like this, and hopefully you're finding that across the country so you can, like, organize and, you know, grow and strengthen yourselves. Because, I mean, that's helping out a little a little brewery here or there. I mean, Oh, yeah, totally. You know, like I said, other businesses, we can't really do that, but I, I wish I could. Yeah. I would totally. Yeah, because someone, if, if there's not yeah. someone being the David, then Goliath is just going to come in here and... Exactly. <laughs> and that's what we're dealing with exactly. right now. You know, like with, and I, I, I'm not real big on mentioning names because I've been caught with Budweiser in my hat. <laughs> I've been caught with Bud Light. Like, uh, but AB InBev has run in and torn up the market. Like, just yeah. kind of pulled everything apart. And I respect them. Their business model is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I did an internship for a couple of years with a, a, one of my mentors a very long time ago and he took me through the whole process of venture capitalism mm-hmm. it's you have to be ridiculously savvy to pull off some of the things that they have pulled off mm-hmm. but they did it and you know I respect them for doing it but at the same time it's just not who we are but right. it's like holy crap you know we 
we really have to help out the little guy yeah. now because mm-hmm. the little guy is the one that's getting stepped on oh, yeah. constantly. Totally. All the time. And we still got to pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> that's we don't, we don't get that privilege of just like not paying taxes and then open a golf empire here. Yeah. See, that's the fun part. Mm-hmm. You know, so. All righty. I'm still eating here. What's next in our flight? Uh, the yeah. next one is, is uh, it's <laughs> if anybody's ever seen uh, Parks and Rec, everybody mm-hmm. knows Ron Swanson. Yes. Ron Swanson's all-time favorite scotch is La Goblin 16. Uh, one of the episodes. Not just Ron Swanson. Go to my bar and Alex will tell you all about it. There you go. Yeah, it's um, his it's favorite too. It's an incredible Islay scotch. Mm. And so that one is on the top right of our okay. little flight. Right here. That is, it is it's it is a 16-year-old, and it's funny because it's one oh, of the first so distilleries sexy. to come out with a 16-year-old baseline expression. Okay. Mm. Most of the distilleries you run into are going to have either a 10 or a 12-year. Oh. One, it's cheaper, and it is. Uh, two, it's quicker to get out on the market. But Le Gobelin started with the 16 now they're barely getting into the eight year, the ten year, the twelve year, and believe it or not, the eight year is like I, last time I checked it was like a hundred and ninety, and this one is like ninety eight. Wow. Okay. So oh it's weird. Oh my god! It's, it's just oh. But it's delicious. Yeah. Gobelin sixteen. And so a baseline expression that is just <laughs> like like they're it, almost like their flagship. Okay. Yeah. Like you think of Sierra Nevada, you think of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Right. Yep. Um. So mm. that's. That's what they're known for. It's. I just love how well balanced this is. It doesn't have wow. any spikes whatsoever. That is amazing. You enjoy every single little um, characteristic at a certain point, and it's just yeah. not mixing in your. No, That's it's beautiful. Great. It's beautiful. And I, I love the the oaky finish uh, uh. because it's so hard to find in the peated scotches. Because all you like, peat monster. I love peat mm. monster. Mm-hmm. But there's no oak finish. There's no woody finish. Oh, no, it's just not like, at all. let me kick your face with. <laughs> let me grab some smoke. peat and just fucking yeah. slap it with it. That's what it is. Um, I know. Same thing with Octomore. Octomore mm-hmm. is delicious. I have a bottle of the 8.1 at home and I have it a good twice a month because it's, it's just delicious. But again, it's just let me kick your face with peat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Le Goblin 16 is, is just solid. You don't. Oh yeah. You, there's no complaint about it if you're a, a peat lover. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And even if you're not, it's yeah, it's, it's got that oak finish to balance it yeah, out. Exactly. It's not like uh, I think that's I think peat is probably the flavor or the uh, characteristic that turns most people off from Scotland. Yeah, I oh, think I think people are not used to it. It's just like it's, it tastes like burnt rubber and it smells yeah. like you know. But I think this is like this is mm. a way to mm. look. So you've had your Glenfiddich ten. Mm-hmm. Now have the Lagavulin 16. Yeah, and it goes so well with this burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. You know, it's actually best with that last one, the blue. With Fox, the last one, yeah, the the, I leave the pear. best for last because oh. of the pear. It's incredible. Yes, um, <laughs> no. The the best part out of all of these scotches is that. So I sit at home and I mess around with either blood and sand or an old fashioned, and you know me with my old fashioned. Oh my god! Yes. Uh, so I'll oh, I'll mess blood around. And sand, man. That's the fun part is so yeah. the blood and sand, I'll mess around with either dry or sweet vermouth and then I'll change up what kind of orange juice I use or maybe I'll use a different type of juice and it just changes the whole characteristic of everything. Mm. And it tastes so good. Mm. 
Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try this one with the poached pear and then have a sip of that beautiful thing. Yeah, that's really good because it's sweetness. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, you want a bite? No, I'm good. <laughs> I, I vegan empanadas are hitting the spot. There oh, you yay. go. Mmm. Oh my god. Just a poached pear is so good. <laughs> oh. Mmm. Okay. Here we go. Believe it or not, you try that with the blood and sand with pear or pineapple juice mm -hmm. instead of orange juice. It's super good. Well, I am working on my new menu, so thanks for the tip. <laughs> there you go. We should call it the Blake. The Blake. Hey, there you go. I will. I will gladly. Blake and sand. Push the Blake and sand. <laughs> Blake and sand. Blake drunk in a beach. <laughs> you know that's happened more times than none. So. <laughs> so we should just call it sex on the beach then. Hey, is that is that what it is? That's also happened more times than none. <laughs> really? Sand you don't horrible, mind the sand getting well, out everywhere? Well, that's why you towels. Towels. See, Even towels. the towels could get sand. It has to be like yeah. an extra large towel. Oh, yeah. And then you gotta need a dirt devil after. <laughs> oh. In one hell of a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's Jesus. gonna be sticky afterwards. Oh, we man. actually, me and a couple of friends went to Garth Brooks this past weekend. Nice. And it was two, three of their birthdays. One of them decided to bring confetti oh, with no. them and just. Seriously? Because I was a sober one. So confetti? they were like, you're the fun police. You're the no fun police. And I was like, yes, yes, I am. Fine, whatever. I thought you were going to throw confetti at Garth. No, they were throwing confetti at me. <laughs> so to this day, like, I'm, you know, changing, and there's confetti on the floor of my apartment. And I'm like, yeah, guys, it. happens. It. <laughs> you know, my employees hate me because every new year I bring confetti. Yeah. And we're still, like, we, we, we have this thing. It's like if we find a little star, you know, we're just like, oh, I still have, this is March, April. Oh, Jesus. I found stars last year in December from yeah, the Jesus. previous. So, yeah, Sounds I know, I know, right. I know. It's just they hate me for it, though. Yeah. But, yes. I mean, it's different when you find it you in your get pants. everywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, how the this fuck is in my did he get here? You know, and I was changing today. I was going to the gym, and I was like, what the hell, man? Like. Really? You still had some in your pants? Still had, a week later, it was in my pants. I've washed between now and then. Still in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. Well, it's be, I guess it's better to find confetti in your underwear than yeah, a skid mark. Yeah, other things, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if the I went fucking toilet paper isn't the right way, <laughs> shit happens. It will happen. Literally, shit will happen. <laughs> So what, you won't wipe? Well, okay, I will say, so there's, <laughs> I, you know, it's three in the morning, you get up, you go to the restroom, or maybe I need to blow my nose or something, and I'm trying to roll the toilet paper <laughs> top down, and it's not coming out, and I'm half asleep, so I have been known to just, like, wake up my girlfriend and be like, hey, hey, hey what the hell? Really? <laughs> Why isn't it this way? <laughs> I guess that's the only... You know, the only reason why you would have toilet paper like that, in that position, the uh, other way, is because you have a cat. No, I don't have cats. Uh, okay, I have there one you dog. go. And so if you have a cat, they will go like this. And no, yeah, see, way, I can see that. That way it won't unroll, but... No, my, my dog doesn't okay. mess with anything. Like, she... Nope. So... She's <laughs> a good dog. Okay. There you go. All right. So your pet I rest my is case. out, Michelle. Well, not so. with cats, because I don't have a cat. If I had a cat, then it'd be like, hey, man, all right. Right. Yeah. I guess you have to do it the wrong but way. But see, the thing is, too, is that my girlfriend's never had a cat either. So I'm like, what I the... Think, I think some people just don't care. I guess they just, just don't care. Exactly. Careless. I guess so. Bastards. 
Yeah, well. So what do you do when you get drunk? What do I do when Other I Other than drunk? get all feisty and, and what do you I, call you know, I don't get feisty. Um, harsh? Harsh, No, yes. I'm harsh. You like do get chatty. All the other times, I do get chatty. <laughs> um, what do I do when I'm drunk? When I'm super hammered. Like, like, like super hammer, drunk. you you like the whole <laughs> confidence is a hundred times up there. No. Oh, she's like. We have to try them. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no. Let me so, shoot one. She asked. One of my, oh, one of my best friends in the world, and she has been there when I've been blackout drunk a few times. Um, she tells me that. Ooh. If somebody tells me a really sad story, like this last time. We had a Sunday fun day. Uh, I ended up running into some friends. They had a friend in the hospital that was actually a patient that I was shadowing on, and I just burst into tears. And she was there. And so apparently for like three hours, I was just like, but no, but why? (laughs) And I was blacked out. I don't remember anything. But um, another bad part i probably shouldn't say this but it's hilarious so i will um so a couple years ago on new year's and then every time after that i was with some friends of the camino real we had a good time again i blacked out went to sleep i thought i was okay and then i woke up walked Uh up to the window and just relieved myself oh man oh my god yeah we never got charged a little bit surprised on <laughs> You never got charged. Yeah, but Seriously? up until this point, like, I, I've destroyed two TVs like that. Oh, Jesus. And, but I've never actually gone in the bed, which is awesome. Which I is I always good. get up. That yeah. is a scary thing. That, you know, that has kind of, I mean, it hasn't happened to me. Has it kind of happened to you? Like, oh. <laughs> You know what? I've had, like, when I'm drunk she and I have... out one? <laughs> no, I'm like, I've had those dreams where I feel like oh, I want to yeah. pee in my dream, oh, yeah. and I just kind of like go, and then I wake up, and I'm like, God damn, like, no, did and I, I did run, I, did I, I no. and I didn't, thank God, but. Yeah, I, I, I know that feeling oh, too. Yeah. It's horrible, it's horrible, but now, yeah, no. other than puking when I'm drunk, that's oh, yeah. about it, but that's oh, a man. fun one, dude. Yeah, that, <laughs> it makes for a lot of really good stories, <laughs> I will say. I was in, in Arlington all last summer. My uncle lives in Frisco, which is north of Dallas. Arlington is south of Dallas. So we would meet in the middle pretty much every day. We would get super wasted, uh, which is bad because I was doing research, so I had to be in the lab like at 6 in the morning. Oh, no. So I was hungover a lot. But uh, we would meet in the middle, and, man, we we... We would stop in the middle of fields, oh, you know, Jesus. with straight, like, longhorns looking at us. And uh, I remember one time, we, it was in the one of the Baylor campuses in their uh, basement. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting place. <laughs> so maybe that was another question you were going to ask, like, where's the weirdest place you've peed? Like, um, Not really, but we can add that to the... <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, that is a good, question. A good question. I mean, we, the, the other one would be like, what, would you, what do you eat when you get drunk? Ooh, what do I eat? Yeah. El Cometa. <laughs> Hell yeah, now that you got it next door. Yeah, that's delicious. Nice. That's also good hangover food. It is very good hangover food. Uh, we don't have to go all the way to Vicarious now. But I used to live right there, so it wasn't that oh, bad for me. Okay, well, you lucky. But now I live, you know, on festival and it's far. 
So I was happy when this opened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's happy about it. So you're not a Chico's Tacos man? Uh, not when I'm drunk. No? I, I like to enjoy Chico's. So you just go and Pleasure. get your order of flautas and cometa? Oh, no. Or? Oh, cometa? Yeah. yeah. That, a torta. The pastor then, tacos are good, too. Yeah. Mm. I just kind of close my eyes and point at things. And then the waitress sees <laughs> and like she gets this. It. Yes. Nice. Um, and... In Dallas, it was the same way. There was a couple of little Mexican restaurants that they had delicious food, and I would do the same thing. Mm. Um, there's one right by Six Flags in Arlington. Really? So delicious. Like, it made our Mexican restaurants look like crap. Oh, and wow. that's a big thing to say for yeah, El Paso. Is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we have authentic Mexican food, and that well. restaurant was like, whoa, cool. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. The bad part is I was with a, a TV reporter at the time, and she, like, called me out. <laughs> She's like, aren't you from El Paso? And I'm like, yes, shut up. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so, so do we want to move to the next one? What is the next? Yeah. What is the next one? What do we have after the 16? I want to say it's Springbank 10, which is from Campbelltown. Okay, I've never had that one, actually. There you go. Right. Um, Tell us. Funny enough, Springbank... Springbank was sparsely available in El Paso, and then our good old Joey did his Joey thing, yeah. and he brought more of it, which is awesome. I love that he does that. Oh, yes. But it's it's got a delicious, mm. mellow wow. finish, almost like the Glenfiddich, and it's a good starter this is very... going into the Balvenie. Is it me, or does it have a, a fruity aroma? Yeah, it's supposed to. Very it's got fruity. that, like, apples, pears, almost like that orchard yeah. fruit. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool part about this is, like, I have a map. Yeah. For those who can't see. Wow. So, okay. So you have the lowlands wow. here. This is Campbelltown, which is right here. Anytime you're going to have something from the lowlands, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get almost no peat. Okay. So campbelltown is the closest that we can get to the lowlands with it still being an independent distillery um but or with it still being an independent distillery that's available in the united states much less texas Mm -hmm. uh but that for me it gives a super 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 good example of what you can get from a lowlands scotch um what was the other dalwini Dalwini mm-hmm. had a really good taste to it as well. No, no, no. As a French, say Dalwini. Oh, yes. Dalwini is Dalwini. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one, the Springbank is just, it's oh, yeah. a good, it's a good old-fashioned scotch, mm-hmm. definitely, because it brings out something, you know, in the, the sugar, it brings out a little bit of something. If you're going to use a cherry, it brings out something in the orange. Yeah, uh, this would be mm. amazing. I'm going to have to see the bottle for that one. That's really nice. Yes, definitely. You can use um, my personal little twist. I like to do the whole fashion recipe with a little bit of ginger and a little bit of mint. Nice. And that's what adds to this as well. Um, ginger and mint. You guys have done it like a million times. Yes, that's true. I want that. I, haven't, go there, I'm have I have not done it in a while because I stopped carrying that Domaine Canton. <laughs> but now I have that ginger uh, liqueur from Giffard's. That's, Perfect. That's, that's even better. Yeah, I made so, yeah. I made my girlfriend go out and buy ginger roots so I could muddle nice. it in. Oh, yeah, and I, I'm going to bring so that stuff too. Um, Just wait for it. Definitely. Like it. Man, you need your own, like, 
YouTube <laughs> where you can just like do these twists on classic cocktails. Hell yeah! You know what's funny is so uh, do you guys know Sean? Yeah, Copenhagen Sean. So him yeah. and I are constantly talking on like, hey dude, did you try this? He he has his own Instagram bartender's breakfast. Bartender's breakfast. He's yes. constantly doing his own little variations. I've so been I'm always telling him. him. He's telling me. Mm-hmm. He if you think I'm busy, holy crap! No, that man is is like everywhere. Super busy. He's everywhere. like. God, um, he's omnipresent, you know? He'll be at one place and another at the same time. <laughs> I love that man, though, because Almost, he dude, brought he's in... that busy. He brought in JP Loretta from the Erdington Group. Holy crap. And Erdington Group is the owners of McAllen. Oh, my God. So See, I didn't get to in. meet him. He was in quick. I know. But he... So he was going to come in on last Wednesday, and Sean texted me on Monday, like, hey, Erdington's coming in. I'm not going to be able to bring him. See if you can text me when he's in, and we, you can stop by wherever we're at. And I'm like, yeah. okay, cool, fine. I'm gonna be at work, but I'll try and leave. And he ended up showing up with him here. He brought rare cask, Cuddy Sark. Oh, gee- oh Jesus! Oh. Wow. I almost cried. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Kind of just wanted confetti. Oh. <laughs> it was incredible. And but yeah, JP's a great guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a lot of fun with him. I. I talked to our guys in San Antonio, and they even told me, like, when he goes in, they, it's bad news. Like, they all get hammered, you know? It's <laughs> just a bad day. But we were actually talking about doing a Scotch 75, which I tried later with Prosecco, but I'm sure it would taste way better with champagne. So you do the Scotch, the champagne, and lemon juice, and with a little bit of simple syrup, and it, it tasted awesome. So that might be something to try. <laughs> there you go. There's a lot to try. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. I'll, I'll listen to this again and I'll take notes. <laughs> I know, right? Um, we specifically used that with uh, Famous Grouse and Black Grouse because they were a part of Erdington. Mm-hmm. He said that he wanted to use it with uh, McAllen 12 Double Wood. Oh, I have I have Double Wood. It's good, bar, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. got a buttery feel. Well, it's it's so much better than the regular 12, I think. The regular 12 has a, has a more peated back end. Right. And the Double Wood has that smoothness, yes. that buttery softness. Yeah. Um, I, I do hope they keep it. It's mm-hmm. it's a rumor that they're getting rid of a lot of lower-aged expressions. Oh. Uh, have you had a chance to try the additions? Like, edition one, edition two? No, I haven't. Okay, I'll, I'll try and bring a sample by the bar so you can taste them out. Uh, but the edition one is aged in, I think it was something like 12 different barrels. Yeah. And then the edition two was aged in cast. Um, I forget the name of it, but it's the number one restaurant in the world, like, for two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Casa de Roca, I believe. Okay. And I think it's in Spain, but that one is amazing. Like... Yeah, I'm like, I just oh got a whiff. <laughs> Ooh. That would taste good with scotch. Um, <laughs> Someone's smoking out here. Yeah, right. but they're drinking beer. Um, I mean, there's something wrong with that, but... Right? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> Blake, is gonna, Blake is gonna get harsh. Harsh. Blake. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so I'm just I've been high for a really long time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the double wood has a different aspect and a different flavor mm-hmm. from what the normal sherry cask is. And yeah. It's amazing. It's super, yeah. super good. Um, but I guess kind of getting back to this one, we went off on a deep rabbit trail. <laughs> Uh, the orchard fruit in this one is... It, they're the orchard fruits that actually come out in the first Glenfiddich that we tried. They come out in the McAllen. They come out... You don't have this. 
we don't have this. Mm-mm. Mortlock. Have Mortlock. you ever had Mortlock? Not, no. Mortlock is the oldest distillery in Dufftown, and Dufftown is across the world known as Whiskey City. Mm-hmm. Dufftown is the place you need to go if you're ever going to go to Scotland. Mortlock comes out with an expression called the rare old, and they have it at Western Beverages up here on Mesa. Nice. It's 118, 119 a bottle. Incredible. Just amazing. And it's it's a blend of everything 15 years and older, if I'm wow. not mistaken. But it's amazing. They have it over there? They have it. I was under the impression that El, El Paso did not carry Mortlock because it couldn't reach this far west. I had it when I was in Dallas at a place called Nickel and Rye. Uh-huh. And I also had the Glenfiddich. That's where I first had the bourbon barrel, the 14-year. Uh-huh. And I first had their Discovery Series, their 19-year. And they were both really good. Yeah. But then I had the Mortlock. And, oh. <laughs> oh. and I have, I bought when I was over there. There's a, there's a couple of bottling companies, but the most well-known is Gordon and McPhail. And they bottle for Mortlock, and they have a 15-year. That's amazing. And the box broke on me and everything, but I still have the bottle. It's super tasty. But yeah, Mortlock. Mortlock. I, I need a, I need all of this in my life. I need to have Go to some Western ginger beverages. and mint in my old fashion. Yes. I need you do need a Whole Foods, Sprouts, yeah. <laughs> Albertsons. <laughs> I'll make it happen. Well, I ran out of my mint at the bar. I thought you were growing a whole new plant. Well, I have mint at home. Okay. Well, that's what matters. And ginger. Mm. We just need the scotch. Ooh. Yeah. Well, it's probably too late for that. Oh, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, it's never too late. <laughs> I know, I was like, call him pussy. All right. I still love you, Ralph. Jesus. So, who's your hero of fiction? Fiction? Yes. Superman. Ooh. Automatically, really? Superman. 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 What do you think of the movies? I mean, other than, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christopher Reeve kind of oh, person. Oh, I love Christopher Reeve. But what do you think of the new ones? Ah. Uh, I think Man of Steel was amazing. Okay. I, I didn't think like it. I I just I'm sorry. Russell Crowe played an amazing father. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I he, and he was in there for what like twenty minutes, and he played an amazing character. Uh, Kevin Costner did awesome. Lex um, Luthor. No. Wait. Who we're no, talking about? No. See, that's Batman versus Superman. Yeah. I oh. wasn't a fan of that. But the first Superman. No, movie, I didn't even see that because I was so disappointed by Man no, of Steel. No. Yeah. But Man of Steel I loved because it showed it showed that he didn't necessarily have like he does have a kryptonite weakness. Yes, he does. Fine. I'm gonna get real nerdy right now, yeah. but let's do it. Let's do it. He does have a kryptonite weakness, but his real weakness is, is loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's sitting there, he's working in some crappy trucker diner, some guy pours a beer on him, he gets upset. Like, yeah, of course he does. He's been alone for his whole life. He doesn't fit in anywhere. The only person he really fit in with was his mom and his dad. His dad dies. What is he going to do, you know? And He's still a human being. Yeah, like he... This is how he was raised. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just... For me, it's always been Superman. Superman's very black and white. Okay. You know, it's... And that's how it's always been for me. It's very black and white. There's either right or there's wrong. There's... Truth and justice, or there's the other side of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it may go into another conversation there, but <laughs> for me, it's always it's Superman, you know. And 
and one of my best friends, who's actually my cousin, his is Batman, and you know we, he's a year older than I am, so of course we grew up together. And El Paso cousins are everything. Yeah. And Mexican families cousins are everything. So mm -hmm. he his was Superman, and his sister, who's two years older, was Wonder Woman. So it was always like we're, we're growing the Justice up. League. We're the Justice League. <laughs> and we always had fun doing that. But his was always Batman because Batman could always do what Superman couldn't yeah. do. So I always felt like growing up. I always had that best friend that could do what I couldn't do. And to this day, like, where is she? Well, the one that asked for a shot right now. Oh, okay. okay. Um, you know, every now and then she'll do things and I'm like, woman, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, no, you're not Superman. Get over it. You're not Clark Kent. You know, it's like, but I, yeah, it's fictional hero would definitely have to be like, mm -hmm. Superman. And so, are you I guess, talking about this and the qualities that make a person or a hero, what, what kind of qualities do you look for in a partner or in a, like a, a real good friend? Hmm. I'm insanely hard to, like it's hard for me to make good, good friends. It's easy for me to get along with people. I've always been a people person and I learned that from my father. He's, he's an incredible salesman, like he can sell ice to an Eskimo like he's just insane and mm -hmm. so I've always been good with people but I don't get along with people because I don't like people okay <laughs> I don't I like being by myself I like being on my own having scotch having a cigar that's why you know I got into cigars scotch was my dad taking me to Scotland but cigars was because people didn't like cigars so I would have them and I enjoyed the taste of them other people didn't and I could have your thing. alone time yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and other people meditate, other people climb mountains and stuff, which I will do eventually, but <laughs> I have my scars, and I have my scars. And so I guess qualities would be to, is if you can figure out a way to deal with my incredibly difficult personality, that's most definitely nice. a plus. Nice. Like, because I... I have an incredibly difficult personality. That's that's like an honest and like in a sense humble yeah. understanding and opinion of yourself. <laughs> but what make like, what would make it difficult? I one, I'm incredibly bullheaded. Because you know, my my parents always taught me when you're looking at a situation, you look at it from seven different angles in order to understand where everybody's coming from. Mm -hmm. So when I would look at a situation like, for instance, stealing food from a supermarket. Okay, so you look at it from the perspective of the person who's stealing the food. Why are they stealing it? Are you stealing it to feed your family because you're, you can't afford to buy it? Or are you stealing it just because you want to? Or are you stealing it because of the high of the adrenaline or whatever? Mm -hmm. Then you look at it from the store owner's side. You know, can they afford to lose a food? Right. Why are you buying that food, specific food? And, you know, and that's how my parents taught me. So... If I'm going to approach a situation like going somewhere to eat, like uh, for my birthday, it's incredibly... I, I'm not a fan of my birthday, but <laughs> when, you know, my girlfriend and my parents are trying to sit there like, where do you want to go eat? And, and I'm like... Well, what do you want and what do you want? Yeah, yeah, you know, I try and look at it from a bunch of different angles. So when I come to a decision, it's, it's like... I don't like having to explain why I made that decision because it's like a super lengthy process... Yeah. So, you know, finding, finding, 
like for instance, my girlfriend that I have right now, she understands that that process. I've sat there, and there you go. She she can shoot that. You're not gonna like it. Huh. Actually, that one you might like. Yeah, you can shoot. <laughs> well, you're gonna get mean. You're gonna get mean. You're allowed. Did you just say that she's gonna get mean? I. What is that beer? That's the uh, tree sugar. And that one they too? brought me two. Oh, well, then you're good. So I'm okay. Yeah, and she's like, oh. <laughs> now she's going to get mean. <laughs> she's a smart girl. That's why she's my best friend. Um, okay, so, so then go on. Yeah, it, it honestly just has to do with it. If you understand where I'm coming from, which is hard to do, that's a big quality of mine. And then also the fact that I'm very black and white. So it's understanding... I get it. I am yeah. that type of person. I don't like to give explanations of the decisions I make. Exactly. I have my reasons. They're in my head. They're tough to explain. Most people wouldn't understand it. And Therefore, I don't like people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome when you write. That's why you and I got along really quick because yeah. it was like, why do you like this? Because of this, this, and this. We're cool. good. <laughs> it makes I sense. keep finding people like me. I like this. See, that's the fun yeah. part. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you find... and. Uh, the friends that I have, my girlfriend, they're complete opposites of me, but mm. they understand. Yeah. So it's like that's the important thing. We're good. We're settled. We're fine. Game over. I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Juan is total opposite of me, but Juan I still we still fight about opposite wine. Opposite of you. Oh my God, Michelle. He is. You and your wine. <laughs> Why? What do you like about wine? We'll do a wine one. No, that's it's fun. not the wine thing. It's a different thing. But it's just oh like we God. are very, very fucking different. The way that we were talking to our therapist, it was like. <laughs> oh, we're getting deep now, right? He's an engineer. He has a blueprint of the bridge he has to build or he wants to build. I'm a fucking artist. Give me paint. Give me brushes. I don't fucking care. I don't know what I'm going to paint. You're Jackson Pollock. Eventually. Exactly. I was like, I don't know what, how, how it's going to turn out. I, all I know is that I want to do a painting, and I don't know anybody any fucking explanation. Therefore, this is who I am. But Juan is like, I We're the schematics, right. dude. Yeah. See? He needs explanation. He Make needs a schematic. Twice, he once. needs, like, reasons and everything for it. And I'm just like, fuck you, dude. Mix like, that. Like the artistic <laughs> side where I know what I want to do and then mix it with having blueprints. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredibly analytical, but while expressive having that expressive side. So that's why everybody had told me like being a, uh, like going into the medical field, doing surgery is probably the best part because you can do an artistic side, but you have to be ridiculously analytical. So I'm like, okay. You're going to be a really Let's good McDreamy then. <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> I think you would. I think I think you are. I just can't have like a Meredith that's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> that's my guilty pleasure. That's true. There we go. I watched Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I've seen me all too. the seasons like seven times. <laughs> there you go. I'm currently on season four for like the, the yeah, seventh, seventh time. <laughs> You're on season four for the seventh time? For the seventh time. I finished the last one. I haven't seen the new one. I didn't see. No, I did see last week's. I didn't see that. No, I, I mean, that. wait, are we? I didn't even see that one. I'm current. I'm stuck <laughs> where she made up, she made out with the other, the new guy. Yeah, wait, it's still on the African new guy. Yeah, we're on season like 11 or 12 right oh, now. That wow. was what, 10, 11? Yeah, what was that? so that was 11. That was last fall. Yes, that's where I'm at. She made out with him, but the problem is her sister's in love with that guy. I know that so, she said that I think he likes me and that yeah. was the last episode. Yeah, so yeah, that's where I'm stuck. The new one. So don't tell me about the new one. This is is she really friends. sucking with the straw? 
beer? She's sucking with the straw. She just came out with a straw and put it on the best friend came back out again. She's here. She yeah. Go back inside. All right. Yeah. Crazy woman. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Now it's kind of moving in a different direction. I don't know. Okay, don't tell me about it. But the bad part that I don't like about it is that it used to show a ton of actual medicine, and I used to be a. Oh yeah, now it's all the same. Yeah, now it's it's a lot of like. It's just background. Now everything is pushed to a veppy. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm not fine. Uh. Oh, well. All right. So what is the last thing on our flight here? The last last thing? I... So I was torn. It was either going to be the IPA cask from Glenfiddich, of course, Macallan 15, or or something way out of the norm. I've only seen two scotches that have done this, which is a, a rum cask. Okay. Oh, One yeah. is called Spay River, and the problem with Spay River is, is they don't actually say where the distillery is. They're very hazy on it. Hmm. And the other one is the Balvenie. The Balvenie is a Highland Scotch that does a 14-year expression in rum barrels. Mm-hmm. And this one for me, one, it gives a super dark color, so that's not really telltale of the 14-year expression because it almost gives like an 18-, 19-year color. But the sweetness of it is incredible. And that's what makes it such a diverse, complex scotch, is what you can do with that rum barrel. So that's the last thing. Very nice. Do we know what rum? We don't. Okay. We haven't cheers. I know. We cheered with the last one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to Hoppy. To to Hoppy Long. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. (laughs) To you guys having me. I really appreciate it. To us finally getting together. Yes. Because I've listened to a few of you guys' podcasts and I've never been able to clear out time, but we did. Awesome. It happens. I'm very happy. Okay. Yeah, this was this was great. This All was in awesome. good time. We've we've had some fun with Scotch. <laughs> fun with Scotch. Oh, it smells amazing. It's super delicious. Um, but it's honestly oh, just that rum. Oh. Oh. And you taste it too. And the funny part is I make it's the only finished. Smell in rum barrels it's not exactly like, like aged, or something. aged okay. completely it's only finished in rum barrels and it's oh, funny but I love how, how much that can add to it huh I, I wonder if they've like tried to age it and they're like oh that's too much sugar cane <laughs> that's oh I hope to do that one day is age something or other and we just planned a trip um, with the owners They've, they've asked us a couple times, myself and the other manager here, uh, if we wanted to, where we want to go. Like, if we want to do a trip, if we want to check out some places. And the first place for me that came to mind was Garrison Brothers, because Garrison Brothers has jumped from a little-known Texas distillery to something that people are giving, like, Happy Van Winkle-like styles to. And I'm a part of a couple of whiskey groups in the north, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin area. They're paying eight, nine hundred dollars for the Silver Star. Wow. Yeah, I heard. It's I heard. amazing to me. So I was like, oh, we need a plan to go there. And Garrison Brothers actually has a barrel age program. So I'm like, okay, gotta do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Garrison yeah. Brothers. Garrison Brothers. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> do you have any other they questions, do. Michelle? What else do we have? What else can you ask? What else do we need to know? Is there anything you there, want to say, Blake? Yeah. I, I don't think so. Famous I probably words. said more than I needed to say. 
farmware? Uh, I, I think we're good. I mean, we've asked the majority the, the important ones, so I guess we can just start wrapping it up. Start wrapping it up. Wrap it up, guys. Be safe out there. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? The traffic is really noisy today. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. It's a yeah. Thursday. It's, a it's Good Friday yeah. tomorrow, so yeah. we don't have to party today. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know why, why they call it Good Friday. Remember, we had this conversation yeah. yesterday. Uh, apparently, apparently, it's a translation thing. It's it actually is a supposed to be Holy Friday. Holy Friday. That sounds about right. That was translated to yeah, Good Friday. Yeah, because arguing with Alex. It's called Spring Study Day. Uh, to me, uh, it's my day off. <laughs> exactly. So it is your day off. It is an excellent it? Friday to me. Juan's coming back tomorrow. Aww. Hey, yeah. How expensive is that flight to come back on Good Friday? I guess we don't care because this company's paying for it. <laughs> Thank you, Engineering in Chicago. <laughs> like, well, really? Nice. I don't think they care. Yeah. I just realized that I have to go in on Memorial Weekend, so that's probably going to be expensive. Yeah. But anyways, right. have a happy Good Friday. Well, this is not going to come Good out until like a month. I hope you had a happy Good Friday. And Easter and... I mean, it's supposed to be a sad day. Good Friday? It is supposed yeah, to be Yeah, it's supposed day. to. Okay. There's something I noticed. Isn't that Good Friday yeah. is, is is always a very shitty day, like weather-wise. Always. Weather-wise? Oh, yes. Okay. It's rare that it's nice. Meh. I'm going to do laundry. And I'm not that religious, <laughs> but it's always a shitty day. I'm going to clean my bathroom and my kitchen. Gonna be a good day. Yeah, you should do that. It's gonna be a good you're day. You're gonna be inside. That's what I'm you're inside. saying. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be working. All right, yeah, all right. so will I. Yeah. It'll be fun. Well, this was a great episode. I love Hoppy Monk. I love the food here. I love the beer selection. And now I love the scotch <laughs> selection. Oh, well, they've always had a good scotch selection. And yeah, they've always had And the scotch selection is good too. Oh, that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. We're gonna have to get Wally here, or we still Wally, need to get Vic Gwen, and who else do we need Vic to get? Vic is recovering I right know, now. I know he's still he can recovering. Walk, yeah, I know. Which is a good part. Um, so he That's should good. be good to go in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, hopefully he'll be back and and doing his thing. He's already at Buddy's, so he's starting to get the ball rolling. Yeah. Awesome. We're gonna tag Joey and Beto to see if uh, we can get him on. <laughs> Another maybe kind of hesitant. But That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, El Paso, thank you for listening. Come down to the Hoppy Monk. Have yourself some scotch. Beer. Try. Do an mm. old-fashioned with one of these things. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. Do a sex in the beach with Lake. Oh. <laughs> That's what everyone that wants. That'll be fun. <laughs> That's what everyone wants. <laughs> All right, so, uh, you know, review us on iTunes, on Google Play. It'll help us get a bigger audience. Um, I mean, we, we love El Paso, but we like to share what we have with the rest of the world. You know, bring people here to us. Let them know that we're... Yep. We, we're better than Austin. We're better than Seattle. People from New York are coming down here. Tell Paso. Yeah, they are. That is true. Guys, we're, we're the shit. So let people know about us. Share us. Follow like, us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Contact us at InsideTheDrinkerStudio at gmail.com. Message us on Facebook. Listen to us on Google Play, SoundCloud, and also iTunes. Thank you for listening. Love you. Bye. Thank you, Blake. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even the